Hey, Jake. I like video games. Well, hey, Tony. I like video games, too. Well, welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Yar, yo, ho, like that game. Let's play some games today. <laughs> Is that, was that like a like a pirate song? Was that <laughs> Yeah, it's relevant to the game we played. Is that, is that like a dirge? Is that what they called it? I want to say it's a shanty. A shandy or a shanty? One is a refreshing beer lemonade drink. The other is what pirates sing. Oh, well, how are you doing, Jake? <laughs> Yar, I be doing well. <laughs> what, have, uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> so um, I've been uh, playing two different games right now. Um, one is uh, a mobile game. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast before you're shaking your head right now i don't really know why but um so it's this it's i love tower defense games uh-huh. and there's like the like the best tower defense game that's ever been released is uh bloons tower defense, defense six. six yep I remember. okay i, I have remember. talked about this before shit okay anyway so i'll skip the long and short it's a really good tower defense game i love it so much i've been playing a lot of it in quarantine because like I'm on my phone all the time, and sometimes I don't want to like pay full attention to something. Yeah. So I'm gonna play Bloons Tower Defense Six. It's very good. So um, apparently, I've talked about it on the podcast before, so I can just zip right through it like that. <laughs> no, it's, you've talked about that game a ton. Like whether it's on the podcast or like in personal conversations, you talk about that game a lot, and it's good. It, like that's great. Go buy that game. So I was, I was um, looking for like mobile games to play. Um, they did do a. They just put out a re-release of Kotor Two on mobile. Oh, and like I was thinking about it. It, it got some like rough reviews in that like it seems to be kind of buggy. Yeah. Um, and it's fifteen dollars, which like isn't terrible, but like I didn't want to pay it, play it, or pay it right there. So it's like I need to. I want to find something like I can play on my phone. I don't want to spend fifteen dollars on it. I tried playing the um, Elder Scrolls Blades game for like maybe an hour, and that's it sucks it's no fun it's no good and it's so microtransaction micro microtransaction not fun gameplay yeah, yeah. so it's like fuck it i'll just play play some bloons again um anyway still a fun game still the tower defense game to beat yeah um Coltor uh, one on mobile is not bad i really good i i so got good. that uh, a couple years ago for like it was like 99 cents for a weekend or something. I'm like, yeah, sure. I've never even played that game all the way through. So it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. And it worked surprisingly well. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll give them a second to maybe do like a few a few hot Updates, fixes yeah. and justify spending 15 bucks on a mobile game. But like, I like the KOTOR games well enough. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, eventually we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Just stay tuned, dear listener. <laughs> uh, then <laughs> the next game uh, I've been playing is. Uh, it's been. Uh, it. I don't know why I'm fucking hesitating so much. I can't. <laughs> so like, there's like preamble to it where um frequent person brought up on this podcast, but still not guest. H uh, bomber guy just did a video on um Fallout New Vegas, just talking about like why he enjoys it so much. So like, I watched it and kind of got in the mood to play it. So I've been playing a bit of Fallout Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um. It is a very it is a very fun game. It's very good, and I haven't played Fallout Three in a while, and I don't like I I remember liking Fallout Three more when it came out, but like people saying that New Vegas was better, but I think at that point in my life I didn't really care too much. I just kind of like the no nonsense kind of like 
on rails RPG mm-hmm. style of Fallout Three, and Fallout New Vegas is like a lot more open. Yeah, and it doesn't hold your hand as much, and like the level scaling is a bit tweaked. So like there are areas of the map that you could just be like way under level for, right. and like stuff that like bounced me off a bit when I first played it. But now that I just like know, I think more about video games and more about myself. <laughs> Um, I've been, <laughs> I've been having a really good time with it, and huh. it's a, it's a super good game, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing it for sure. But um, those are what I've been playing right now. But there's, there's a uh, something we have to talk about that we're not gonna be playing for a while, yeah. and that is uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which was one of Tony's most anticipated games of 2021, and we have a bad track record of this. I, uh, it of is picking not picking games that are pushed back. <laughs> Um, we both picked, picked Cyberpunk the year prior, and that wasn't released till like, late December. Uh, I've put Breath of the Wild 2 on my list twice now. Uh, I have also put Windjammers 2 on my list twice now. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I wanted to bring this up, because I want to talk about my most anticipated games of 2021, and I had a massive, glaring oversight mm. that I cannot believe I forgot and left off. So my n- most anticipated game of 2021 is, of course, the new Pokemon Snap game oh. that is coming out at the end of April, and I cannot wait, and I forgot that was coming out this year. Yes, the new trailer just dropped, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, new trailer, April 30th. Be there, be square. <laughs> I, I I haven't even watched this trailer yet. I I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's just more Pokemon Snap goodness. I wonder what that game's gonna cost. If that game costs sixty dollars, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna like not buy it. That's actually that's I'm the gonna, answer. Uh, I'm just gonna, not gonna I'm buy gonna it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm yeah. gonna buy it. I'm gonna feel bad about it, but I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Snap yeah. One, totally fine video game, but like, it's fucking a, amazing. It's an on rails shooter with Pokemon. Cool, mm-hmm. like that's cool. But like, I'm not like I rented that from Blockbuster. I rented that from Blockbuster. I didn't buy it. Like that's that's how I feel about that. I had the, the year that game came out. I had two different family members get it for me for Christmas. So I had two copies of Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Please tell me you had two N64s. So you just did you like you just moved from room to room. <laughs> I just, I play Pokemon Snap over here, and then I also over here. Yeah, I'm the world record speedrun holder for two controllers, two games of Pokemon Snap at the same time. That would be a great good game sound quick. I would love to watch that. Did uh, you watch the the blindfolded Super Mario 64 run? No, but that sounds nuts. Oh my god, it's bonkers i give it a big old recommend to anybody if you're at all curious about speedrunning. yeah i watched um i watched the metroid prime uh 100 mm-hmm. percent, and i also watched um Mega Man x2 because I, I just i love that game and i just i love seeing people destroy it it's so cool yeah that game the Mega Man, awesome. especially the Mega Man x games are real fun it's all these like pixel perfect jumps it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy it's crazy execution at its finest um yeah. Speaking of executions, Jake, do you know what I've been playing? Don't. I don't. I don't know. This transition really doesn't work. Um, So I started The Witcher 3. There's executions in that game. Witcher. I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I started The Witcher 3. Uh, Hot take incoming. That game's pretty good. Pretty good, yeah? Yeah. That game's really good. Like, uh, the characterization of Geralt and all the different, like, players in the world is, like, so good. I, I... Geralt's such a good character. He's so um, 
he's so interesting. He's an interesting, like high fantasy character. Um, it's really pretty as well. Like just like walking around the overworld, like watching the sunset or a sunrise is like a really fun experience. Cause it's just so like majestic. Um, the combat is not my favorite. Like I, it's not terrible, yeah. but it's not my favorite. It's like, they dump all these different systems on it's like you got ability points and gear oh oils potions like probably other stuff i'm forgetting um and then like it also feels like really loose like it doesn't feel like tight um action combat like it doesn't feel like a devil may cry or something like that it's really just kind of uh, well it's an rpg yeah it feels loose and i and i don't i don't love that but i think the world design is really really good like I, I usually don't like open world games like that like we've talked about that a ton <laughs> yep um, and almost as much as i've talked about balloon six <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um but like this is a really fun world to explore i feel like it, uh it does a lot of uh things really good that open world games can do it also like has like you know pitfalls too where like it shows all the icons all over the map so like nothing mm-hmm. you don't have to explore you just have to like go to these different points of interest really which i don't like and i guess you could turn that off i guess you could um but it's it's there so i just so i do it like mm-hmm. it, and that takes away some of take away some of the fun from the exploration that happens you know like breath of the wild is like the gold standard for this where the the world map itself and uh when you just like look out on the world that provides you the points of interest like oh i want to go explore that mountain i'm just gonna go over there whereas in the witcher it's like well i could go get a shrine here and there's like abandoned camp over here i guess i could go over there and do that you know like it's not uh, breath of the wild drives you by like it's well-crafted world and and which there's always something within the eye shot that looks cool and whenever something looks cool there's like something there exactly exactly and like witcher doesn't necessarily do that but it does like a lot of really cool things uh where when you're on the road stuff will happen like uh i was uh, on my horse the other day riding around and i heard some guy in a cart like being attacked by somebody he like yelled for help i was like I ran right past him at first. I was like, you know what? I, let me see what that is. So I turned around, <laughs> got off the horse. Some guy was being attacked by like wolves or something, killed the wolves off. And then I had a conversation with this dude that like felt, felt like it was just like a, just a passing conversation. It could have turned into something more, but like it really didn't. Um, but it was like a, a fun little thing to kind of keep me engaged with the world instead of just literally going directly to my point of interest. Um, the other thing is that like the quest system like the way that you move through quests in that game is so smart like the game doesn't get lost in like your decisions at all it doesn't like there's no Mm -hmm. points where it feels like the game doesn't know where you are um like here's an example where i think it's just like masterfully done so uh, there's the Bloody Baron quest line, which is fantastic. Um, there's no spoilers in here, really. It's all really generic stuff I'm talking about. But, like, you're trying to find this guy's wife and his daughter. Daughter's locked up or, like, is in another city lo- that's all, like, locked up. You go to it. There's, like, a giant line outside of it. And you can't get in without, like, a special recommendation or something, right? Um, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, well... Maybe if I go back to the Bloody Baron and talk to him, maybe he'll give me a letter of recommendation or something like that. But, like, when I talked to the people, they gave me a totally different quest line to try to get into the castle or get into the city. 
Um, when I went back to talk to the Baron, after a bunch of story stuff, I like caught up on a bunch of different things, uh, he did give me that pass. It's like, oh, that's how I can solve that thing. But, like, there are different ways that you can solve that quest. This was just one way of doing it. And... Mm-hmm. I was able to intuit a solution to my problem um, because um, just because of like a, a genuine thought process, like oh that like that makes sense, right? Like going talk to another noble makes sense to get a letter of recommendation, right? Um, but I also like trust in the game design. Like I trust that that's going to be a solution, and the fact that it paid off is like mm-hmm. so good. And I know that this game is like littered with examples like that. And it's, it's really neat. It's really, it's like a really neat game. So yeah. Like instead of just like giving you a waypoint, it trusts that you can intuit what the world can do. Yeah. Kind of, it kind of like that, but like it, it did like give me a waypoint to like go to get into this place. Like I, I could have mm-hmm. solved this a different way, you know? Right. Right. But it, it's just, it's really smart. It's like really smart. It knew that I went to that city picked up that quest and then came back to the Baron. Like it, mm-hmm. it knew all that stuff, which it's just, it's really smart. It's really smart design. Um, what uh, platform are you playing on? Playing on PC. So um, I've been playing from like streaming from my computer upstairs to my TV downstairs via my um, Nvidia shield TV. Mm-hmm. And it works really good. It works great. And it nice. looks good too. Um, but yeah, Witcher three, good game surprise Imagine that surprises no one uh by the time i finish witcher 3 i bet cyberpunk will be done and i can just jump into that so right truly truly done right, exactly i'll be about four years from now uh next game i want to talk about uh it's called grindstone um grindstone. so this was one of these games that was on the apple arcade they get launched with apple arcade um mm-hmm. and once it got out of exclusivity there um, now it's on like a bunch of different platforms, so it's a it's a puzzle game. Uh, it's made by Capybara Games, who uh, they they make a a ton of great games. I, I love all of their projects for the most part, but like here's some some bangers: Super Time Force, uh, Below, Critter Crunch, which is another fantastic puzzle game, <laughs> and then here's a one that I know you know because I introduced you to it: uh, mm-hmm. Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. Oh yes, that game is fantastic. Many many a good times with with might and magic that that game is fantastic and this was then that was like one of their first projects so great studio um the the way that this game works is like it's it's a really interesting mechanic like you play as a warrior and you're on this like grid-like play field uh various colored enemies like drop onto it so those are like your pieces right um you can move in all directions around you all like six different directions unless there's like some sort of obstruction in the way um and as long as you're connecting to the same color you can like pass through it so it's like you're drawing lines on the battlefield but it starts to switch things up when like if you go through an enemy that can like attack you you can switch colors or if you uh make a chain of a certain amount items will spawn that help you kind of jump from color to color so you're doing this you're doing this thing where it's like it kind of feels like candy crush where like um, you're trying to get all these different levels and stuff like that and, like, chain the entire board, I guess. I guess that's yeah. not really Candy Crush. That's more like um, Puzzles and Dragons or something. But but anyways, um, <laughs> it's it's a really fun mechanic where you can make really big chains. And, like, mm-hmm. it's one of those games where it's, like, you can sit down and think about it and, like, plot out your move and be like, oh, actually, let me go back a couple and do this. Oh, yeah, now I can get this chain going. Like, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Um, 
It's also like once you buy it, it, it has it all. Everything's unlocked. There's no microtransactions. They have dailies nice. that you can do to get like more resources and stuff. Um, yeah, but it's not. It's not like a Candy Crush where you pay a dollar, skip a level. It's like no, just beat the level, man. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's also like a bunch of different gear that you can get. Um, there's a, there's like another thing where you can like eat a food and it has like a special effect on the board. Um, it's great if you like puzzle games. Uh, play this game, Grindstone. Two thumbs. Grindstone. There we hey, go. Two, yeah. two, two thumbs. That's what you play on the touchscreen with. Mm-hmm. I think it's on. But, I think uh, it's on like all mobile devices now. But I'm playing it on the Switch. Um, on the Switch, which is it's it's a great it's just a great game to like pass a couple of minutes or even a couple hours you know here and there yeah fantastic um so before we go into our episode game Mega Man legends i want to i want to shout out uh one of our listeners so we have uh a new supporter of our podcast his name's scott he's the man he's actually the fella that uh wrote us and recommended limbo so that episode mm-hmm. brought to you by scott which is one of our, my favorite episodes that we oh did. yeah that's a great episode great game great great game great episode um he's the biggest grandia 2 apologist out there um <laughs> he's, uh, he's a great dude great dude uh very <laughs> upset that uh we liked skies of arcadia more than grandia 2 but oh you know. i'm sorry i'm sorry though <laughs> no, no both games are good both games are good but we right right well right. like it the, grandia 2 was one of those ones where i was like i was like so teetering on the edge on that one um yeah, that was a, that was tough. But anyways, thank you, sir. Really yeah, thank appreciate you so much. It, it means um, a lot to us. And if anybody else would like to support the show, there's a there's a, a little link in the uh, podcast description. The, this little anchor link. You just click on that, and you can support the show uh, if you want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mega Man Legends, huh? Yeah. Let's <laughs> dive into it. Let's yeah. Take a take a second take a beat and we'll be right back everybody and we'll be talking about uh this legendary game about this mega man (laughs) (laughs) this this game did give me like a ton of Skies of Arcadia vibes. This game is Skies of Arcadia. It's the exact same premise. <laughs> when I, I skipped the opening narration the oh. first time I booted up this game, <laughs> and then the second time I watched it, I'm like, fuck, this is just Skies of Arcadia again. <laughs> And we're back, Mega Man Legends. That is our episode game. This this episode. That's weird. This day today <laughs> we are talking about Mega Man Legends, the uh, video game that came out uh, for the PlayStation in 1997. Uh, Tony, why did why did why did we play this game? Okay, so like you said, this game came out uh, 1997. It also came out in December of 1997. I totally got this game for Christmas. Like totally. Nice. I I don't remember it exactly because i was only what i was like 11 years old at that time so it's pretty still pretty young um so i'm pretty sure i got this game for christmas but um i was super hyped about it i remember seeing this in magazines i always have loved Mega Man, and now he's Mm -hmm. fucking anime like let's go (laughs) 
Let's go. Um, I remember I had um, a strategy guide as a kid. Like, I had, like, the little oh, book. I love I had, strategy guides. I had a handful of them. I had, like, that and, like, Brave Fencer Musashi and a, and a couple others. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I would look through it more than I would actually play the game, I feel like. Um, but I, I've always just loved Mega Man. Um, <gasps> all the other mainline games don't really do any storytelling at all like x mm-hmm. tries to x tries to tell a story i guess but it's it's really not there um but this game was like kind of the first game to bring the mega man characters to life and like give them like some flair and you know that anime charm i guess um so that's what i remember from a kid like that that was what i was all about and when we came up with this show this is like one of the first ones that to get onto my list so i'm glad that we are finally jumping into it. Um, Jake, we're just going to start right here. Overall mm-hmm. impressions. You hate this game? Or... Uh, so, Tony, this game's, this game's pretty fun. What? <laughs> I think this game's kind of fun. Um, so... <laughs> I thought you were going to hate this game. Oh, my God. You know what? So did I. Um, this, uh... I, like, I want to... Like, I thought about this a lot when I was, like, gathering my thoughts about this game, and it's sort of this, like, elephant in the room of the concept of this podcast. It's a term we throw around a lot. We're like, this game is good for its time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, in reference to just we hold games to a different standard the older they are, because not a whole lot was known about game design um the technology wasn't there even like the controllers weren't exactly there which is definitely an issue for this game absolutely um so it's almost like we like look a bit more gently upon older games Mm -hmm. um and even under that lens i think that i I thought this game was pretty fun (laughs) yeah yeah so um so to kind of like set us off here, like we, we yeah. talked about this a little bit before, but um, this game starts off with like a an opening cutscene or opening scroll. It's like <laughs> the whole world is covered in water, and brave explorers who are the diggers uh, search for <laughs> ancient tech called refractors to help generate power. Like this is how their world is powered. It mm. makes no sense, but like th- these are these are the constants. This is what you need to know. Um, yep. It doesn't feel like Mega Man at all from the beginning. Like, it doesn't feel anything mm. like traditional Mega Man. Um, I I had that very same thought, and it's just like, why is this a Mega Man game? But then you're like, you know what? Let him have fun with it. If Mario can be in a thousand different games that are, like, completely unrelated, like, why is Mario Kart a Mario game? I don't know, because it's neat. Yeah. So this is a Mega Man game. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I love the design of Mega Man. I like the name mm-hmm. Mega Man. So just slap it's it on there. It's a great name. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, the game starts off with, like, you're in the middle of some runes. So, like, it introduces, like, right away that, like, this is, like, a treasure hunting game, kind of. This is, like, a... It's, like, yeah. a... It's like an action-adventure treasure-hunting game. So, like, it starts you in these ruins, and it has a very Temple of Doom-like scene that plays out, which is, like, part of the charm of this game is, like, the expressiveness of the faces and, like, the little the little cutscenes they do in between the, you know, actual gameplay. Um, that's, mm-hmm. where they're try- that's where they're having a ton of fun, you know? Um, making it kind of, kind of like an anime. Kind of like an anime, oh, really. Oh, this game is so expressive uh the voice acting is 
over the top to the extreme every emotion is turned up to 11 and the, like the opening narration is a great indicator of the level of like acting voice acting you're in for because this guy is like the most whimsical like the whole world is covered by sea and brave adventurers called diggers go about the land and the guys Oh, yeah. It's just so, so into it, and all the voice actors are, and it is, it is very it charming. It is very fun, and it just, it gives this game a very good personality. Yes, um, yes. This game is, like, 100% personality. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say style over substance, but, like, it the game is a lot of that, like, personality, mm-hmm. like, whimsy. Like, it's it's very, it's interesting like that. But anyway, so, like, you're an like you're on an airship. You drop down to these different ruins from your airship to get refractors. Um, that's kind of like the baseline of the story. Your ship like breaks down. There's some sort of problem with it. You have to kind of crash land on Kettle Kettleock's Island and figure out how to repair your ship. And that's really it. Like that's the the, the beginning of the story, really. And then you just kind of go through this island trying to find like your ship parts. But then you get pulled into quite a bit of mischief i guess a lot of shenanigans a lot of shenanigans yeah. it um there's there's pirates the, yeah there's pi- it this game introduces a lot of new characters to the the mega man universe that i really like um mm-hmm. you get introduced to um the um the bond family uh so mm-hmm. tron bond who had had her own game <laughs> Uh, the misadventures. Uh, she she was also in um, what Marvelous Capcom three. Yeah, um, I think so. I, oh, I and she was in two. Is I think she was in two. Yeah, and, and little Servbot that also yep, was introduced yep. in this game. Um, she calls her children. Yeah, exactly. Um, Teasel in a weird way. Teasel, which I think is like her older brother. It's Teasel, not Teasel. Teasel is the best character. Teasel's great. In, Te- I want in video Teasel. games. <laughs> I want Teasel in more games. Like Tron is great, but Teasel. Teasel is the one. He's the he's the rawest dude. He's so great. I I also have written down he's the best character for sure. He's in his opening cutscene. He's like. Evilly monologuing to himself and in the middle of it, he's like, "Oh, look at the time! My favorite show is on." <laughs> yeah, it's and like the first time you beat him, like in a boss battle, he's like so dejected. It's like it's so good. They're so playful in those cutscenes. Um, mm-hmm. I I posted on our Twitter like. Uh, like a, a, a Tron appreciation post, but like as I was playing, I, I took a lot of just different clips of the the facial expressions, and it's like there's so many, it's it's so great. Um, yeah, yeah, they do they do have very good expressiveness. Um, yeah. A lot of this game looks like shit, but oh, yeah. like it's so polygonal. The expressiveness of the faces is something that's like really impressive for the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this game is like rough. 3d polygons everywhere but like i think the way they they did it is like okay every character is just really (laughs) shitty polygons but they just like (laughs) slap they slap like uh 2d on top of it like they just like paint the cells or whatever and they do it in such a nice way that it's like man that must have been really hard to do but god it looks like that part looks good but like yeah, like the backgrounds are all really bad. Yeah, and the backgrounds are really bad. Like uh, the all the caves or like dungeons or whatever you go into are pretty 
pretty bland. It's just like straight square hallways. Yeah. There's no like rounded caves or anything like that. It's it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what does look great though. Data the monkey is like the oh monkey. god, He's so fucking cute. God, I love it so much. Data's so, I totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about Data that was mm. in this game, and like he's like uh, he's your safe point basically. So like when you're right. when you're traveling around the world, it's kind of like a I want to say open world, but it's really not an open world. It's just like an open level, I guess. It's a lot like um. Like a Legend of Zelda game, where yeah. there are like underworld areas, but there's like this big overworld that you can explore too. Right, overworld. That's that's what I was looking for. So yeah, like when mm-hmm. you're when you're walking around the overworld, like data is like your save point, and you always know like either some shit's about to go down or like he's usually a marker of like something's going to happen, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And they do a really nice thing with data where you can save from him, you can refill your, you know, all your different energies and stuff. And then you can also talk to him and he will tell you, like give you clues about like, what's the next thing you need to do, which mm-hmm. you know, even though I had the strategy guide as a kid, like it's nice that there's that thing there, you know, to help you along. If you're like, ah, man, really, what do I do? I didn't, I never really got stuck in this game other than yeah. um, the right before the boat. Right before the boat section, I had such a hell of a time. Like, wait, who do I need to talk to? Oh, I just need to go out this door. It doesn't even look like a door mm-hmm. to talk to these people <laughs> to start yeah. that quest chain. You know, like that. Not great. Um, mm-hmm. But but that's a pretty good job of telling you where you need to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which I, I really like. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Data's awesome. And then, you know, spoilers for this game. But then Data, all of a sudden, at the very <laughs> end of this game, is like... Mega Man, you're not who you think you are. Let me let me give you all your memories back. It's he like turns out to be like the most important person. Yeah. yeah, this game is like like eighty percent like low stakes Saturday morning cartoon whimsical like pirate fighting thing, and then like turns into like apocalyptic world ending stakes at the very end. At the very end, the the whole story loses the thread. Yeah, you know, it like you said, it's yep. so lighthearted at first, and then. This Mega Man Juno stuff comes up, and yeah. once, yeah, once they start talking about that Eden, once they start talking about Eden, that's where the game totally goes off the rails. Like subsidies come out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, Mega Man is like a bad guy. That like motherfucking Mega Man Juno says, "Purge the carbons." <laughs> like what? <laughs> like we were having fun. Going into these ancient ruins, having they're, wacky fights with these guys and their big, like, penguin ship mech robots. And then all of a sudden, oh, we got to purge the earth of all the humans. It's like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. But, like, they try to set this up almost like the original Dragon Ball in that, like, Mega Man isn't who we think he is. Like, oh, he has another mm-hmm. name, which is Mega Man Trigger. And you're actually, like, evil if, like... Like, I was waiting for the turn of Mega Man Juno to, like, reprogram him back to, like, evil or something like that. Like, that's where it right. felt like it was going. Like, Iron Giant style. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, that's where it felt like it was going, but it didn't... Mm-hmm. It didn't really? Um, no. It didn't not really, really. There's way. not really, like, a lot of... There's not really anything done with that. Like, Mega no. Man's just, like, nothing ever, like happens yeah story-wise like him having like been a reprogrammed bad dude yeah it it was a weird it was a weird thing and then like 
I started playing Mega Man Legends 2 after this because I also quite enjoyed it. Oh, yeah? I, I enjoyed playing this game and I had never played 2 before, so I jumped into it after. Mm -hmm. Not as good. Like, I, I didn't. No. Maybe it was just. Maybe there's just something about the first one that, that really grabs me, but the second one didn't. And they also didn't get into any of that um, stuff story wise. It never comes up. Never comes up that your little save point is I, like I don't some so. all knowing sage. I don't think so. I, I, I only played that game for like a couple hours, though, so maybe I'm wrong, but. Um, anyways, End games up. characters are great. Like all the, all of those characters are, are wonderful in that game. Yeah. Um, I get, at least like the main ones, like the mayor of the city. Nah, eh, a little a, generic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little generic. And like, like the little kids that are running around the mall or whatever, like they're fine, I little, guess. Yeah. Um, but like the main characters, the villains, especially villains are great. That's where you get the real personality. Uh, Let's talk about the the gameplay a little bit. So, this is not a standard two D side scrolling Mega Man situation. It is a three D shooter. Um, and as it was made before the invention of a second analog stick, it it's a little clunky. Yeah. Um, so it, it, you can I mapped it where the shoulder buttons were my my strafe. Mm -hmm. I I um, switch it because you could do directional control and you could do the uh, yeah, I switched L1. it too. I switched and back and forth a couple different times. It's it's not great either way. No, it's, so it's it's very clunky movement. Um, tank control and it is a little tank control. And you like you shoot wherever you're looking. There's no reticule, so you you kind of get pretty good at like judging it. Um, but then you can press in the right trigger, and then you like stand planted and automatically like aim towards the closest enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it's it's. It's actually, like, a pretty solid combat system and allows for, like, a little bit of variety. For the most part, like, just strafing around enemies is what you need to do to kill them. But there are a lot of times where you need to have a bit more verticality in your aiming. So then you, like, take into, like, that, that like, hard stance aim mm -hmm. at the closest enemy. And, like, since you're, like, anchored in, there's kind of, like, a risk-reward. Like, you can't stay in that stance too long. You have to move to dodge attacks. And it's it's a it's a pretty solid combat system for this this type of game. It's not in, immensely deep, but like it plays better than like something like Jet Force Gemini, which kind of had the same restrictions on it controller controller wise. Yeah. But this, I think, did that kind of gameplay a whole lot better. Yeah, I I would agree to that. Like, I feel like this game is fighting against like its camera controls its shooting system and it's level design at points because like some mm -hmm. of the the narrow passageways within um the ruins that you explore like the little underground sections um sometimes that can be a real hindrance like you feel like you can't move around very well and sometimes you're shooting into walls when you don't want to like Mm -hmm. I feel like the combat's at its best in those sub-cities very late in the game where it's, like, almost like here's an open city and you're fighting, like, some of the tougher enemies and you can kind of actually use your special weapons a little bit. Um, yeah. And, like, by that point you have, like, the spring jump, so you're jumping really high. Like, you have – you probably already have, like, the roller shoes or whatever those are too, so you can, like, move around a little bit quickly. And because, like, you're, you're dealing in overworlds and stuff, like – using buildings to your advantage and like jumping over stuff or like ducking around corners can definitely be like advantages but like yeah some of the battle corridors are not not my yeah favorite. it's um, not the the starting jump height is so frustratingly low yeah there's okay so 
there's one boss. It's a big old, big old tank. What you're supposed to do is you shoot the treads and then you like run up the map so you can jump on top of it and like hit its weak point. So to jump up to get on top of it, you have to like go up this path and there's like five or six jumps that are all like one pixel higher than like your jump animation allows. So every single one of them, you like jump way up, then you have to grab onto the ledge and climb up. And it's just like, he's like, he's right there. He can easily make that jump, but you have to like climb up the ledge. It's just like, it's like this super tiny moment that's really frustrating. And then when you get the spring jump, it's very, it's very satisfying. Yeah. What One thing they do in two that is really smart is that they, you have a spring jump from the start. So you always nice. have that, yeah. you always have that jump height, which is really nice. But, but yeah, like it's, the combat is, is okay. I mean, how much did you it's experiment okay. with? buster versus like your special weapons so i had oh, i forget what it was called it's like the the rocket launcher was what i mm. spent most of the game as my secondary weapon like the mega blaster or something like that Hold on. i think i wrote it down that might be wait what is it called? power buster powder powered buster powered buster yep that's yeah, yeah where so it's, that's like, it's almost like a it's like a giant like it looks like a big ass sniper rifle but it shoots yeah. like a fire oh it's bullet. so cool and it shoots yeah it shoots like a big like yeah rocket. that thing's and good. then um yeah, yeah, I just like the Buster. I like for most part I used Buster just to like mm-hmm. conserve my energy for the big fights and you like you upgrade your your Buster shot throughout the game and it gets pretty it's pretty strong like game. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um and again like there aren't too many enemies or situations that demand where you use like a special weapon. Uh this game does have I think pretty solid enemy variety and like pretty cool bosses. Yeah. Um but, like, it's, like, the tactic of strafing is going to work 9 out of 10 times. So, like, normally I was with the Buster. Yeah, yeah. I use a lot of the Buster, the Powered Buster, like you used. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I'm a big believer in the Machine Buster, like the Machine Gun one. Um, mm, if you yeah. put enough money into that thing, you can upgrade it to be really strong and just you get so much energy. If you can get the right lineup, like, once you, like, get in a good position where you can just hold it down and shoot a ton, it's it's nice. Um active buster which is like the missile launcher thing is pretty cool yeah but like some of the things in this game excuse me that some of them they cost too much to like upgrade so it's like i don't know if i want to spend the time grinding out money to yeah to upgrade this thing to the right level so i didn't really use that much uh the blade arm is also really dope but like you have to use like a guide to find all that like all those components you know but and it's like it's really kind of one-off use but it's pretty cool to have a blade arm you know um right uh it's because it's like that's such a like a neat thing with Mega Man's, like giving him like a blade arm and like it's like a cool thing that zero has in that franchise yeah exactly but like it, yeah. i i didn't get that one either i didn't i didn't really use a guide i used it a few times when i got um stuck on something or if i was just in a like a labyrinth and had a tough time getting through but for the most part i was able to get through and i just like i didn't get a whole lot of the secrets you did give me the advice of this game hides a lot of stuff just like just around the corner yeah yeah and then like i didn't even realize at first you see in the the wall like there's cracks in it that like have stuff in them and for a while i just thought it was a wall detail until i accidentally pressed a in front of it yeah i so i i didn't want to give that away to you just just for this for (laughs) this son of a bitch just just to have this conversation because (laughs) i fucking i hated that in the original game like i hated Cause like it's so frustrating. Cause it just doesn't 
tell you. It doesn't even point you to it. It's just you have to pay attention and look at it like, hey, that looks different than other things. So let me go up and interact with it. And it's mm-hmm. like all the other times when they do that, like with the trash cans, you can kick it. And if the fl- if the, the top goes flying up, it's like, okay, there's no item in there. But if it stays on, it's like there's something in there. So it gives you some sort of visual indication of if there's an item in there or not. But the wall doesn't. And it's just so mm-hmm. frustrating. It's like, I don't know if I love it or hate it. Cause it's like, you have to pay attention, pay attention to your surroundings and it pays off. Like that's a good lesson. Yeah. Right. But like, you gotta, you gotta give an inkling. You gotta give just like a little inkling, like some, and it's, it's, it's tough to line stuff up. There's so many times in this game where I can't open a door or a chest or something. Cause you need to be angled just so precisely and like in the right exact area like your your mega man can't be like a little bit askew or else the door prompt isn't gonna open. yeah yeah, yeah. it's very precise and the controls are like they're not very precise they're very like snappy like you never like just like walk one step over you kind of like do like a big dash so it's it's like a really frustrating thing that happens throughout the entire game just Mm -hmm. like by virtue of the way it controls but like because of those controls at times It can be almost a benefit at times. Like, I find the dungeon exploring in this game to be super fun. It's super mm-hmm. fun to explore the interconnected dungeon system of this game. You know, the twisting and turning through, like, some of the tight spots uh, sucks because of the controls. But some of that causes, it, causes areas to be a little bit scarier than they would in a game that controls yeah. really well. Like, you get stronger over time by buying upgrades at, like, the junk shop or whatever, right? But... Before you get those things, or maybe before you realize you can do that, um, the game can be really hard. You'll take a lot of damage. You'll you'll you know find yourself in a tight spot sometimes. Um, and because the game is built around like save spots, you can't just save anywhere. And when you're in a mm-hmm. dungeon, there's no way quick way to get in and out of it. Like you have to kind of follow the paths, and you have to learn your way around them to to figure out your ways out. So like it. Yeah, it almost becomes like a run-like game, <laughs> like at times. You got to like, be well stocked to be able to get through these dungeons, right? And like I want, like I know I'm gonna try to get to this part of the dungeon here because now I have X weapon that could open this thing up, and I know that if I find, you know a random item like a fan blade if i find a fan blade in a chest <laughs> roll's gonna turn that into something cool i guess you know like <laughs> that's like a whole mechanic of this game is like you find junk and roll's just like yeah i'll make that into a deadly weapon like sure no problem cool beans yeah <laughs> like it's, it's pretty great um but a like, hacky sack you know that's just a, a napalm bomb waiting to happen <laughs> sure <laughs> exactly exactly like losing progress in this game always sucks because like that happened to Mm -hmm. me a couple times where it's like you know i got three out of the four items that i was like kind of gunning for or like think i could get to and then one of the um you know like the little mech guys or like triangle or whatever and they'd like come and spear you one guy will come up behind you take you out and you're like fuck (laughs) like that sucks good thing they're safe states but um Right, right. That is a nice thing about it because the the death system is a little a little unforgiving. Yeah, and like the other thing that's unforgiving is that you cannot switch your special weapons while you are in a dungeon. You have yeah. to go visit Roll to change items like that, which sucks. And that's like a un Mega Man thing. Like of like, I know we we talked about this earlier where like there are this is a Mega Man game and a different it's a different kind of Mega Man game, but that's like one thing from those games that i really feel like they they needed to 
needed to have being able to switch those weapons on the fly Mm-hmm. like that part really sucks because like there there are parts of this game where if you do not bring a certain item you cannot progress in that level you have to have right. that item um put on and not yeah and like let's say you had the right item on but you didn't realize it and you get to a point where it's like okay i gotta use it oh i don't have any energy here it's like well do i go try to like farm for it or it, those those upgrades come few and far between you know so or those pickups come few and far between so it's like mm-hmm. that's not great you know i wish i could just switch to the right item right now that would be great right yeah it's it's got a lot of inconveniences in it uh just kind of based on those uh, like wonky systems like i get uh, like yeah i don't know it's just got like, it, it, it's a it's a it, it slows down the game a lot it, it, it really can. It really can. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about with this game is that, like, I really... I enjoy what they do with the... Like, what they do with, like, the sense of scale of characters. Like, mm-hmm. Mega Man's a small guy. You know, like, he is, yeah. like, a per- like, he is, like, a teenage-sized person, it seems like. Um, and his enemies for a lot of the like a lot of the fights are like these giant towering robots big robots yeah and like that's really cool like you don't really get that in the um, other mega man games usually they're like a little bit bigger than him but because they're sprites you like you lose a little bit of that sense of scale except against like mm-hmm. sigma where it's like a, a screen filling you know bad guy but like this game does a really good job like right off the bat when you see like flying pirate ships or you see like those guys like um the robots on the tank treads that have like the machine gun arms, um, like yeah. the first boss, like that, that feels like appropriately sized for like the type of enemy you're going against, you know? Yeah. The bosses, the bosses are pretty neat. Um, mm-hmm. and they have really, I think they have good designs and they are very imposing. So I'm interested to get your thoughts on this, Tony. The bosses have very small hit points mm-hmm. or like, like areas where they're like vulnerable. Like for the most part, the bosses are like armored except for like one weak point. Yeah. Um, I feel and it, it's it's tough like they're tricky points to hit especially with the control system and it makes a lot of the boss fights I think go on for for a while did you have any like problems or like I, did that frustrate you a lot or did yeah you kinda, like not even there are it? Cu- there were a couple bosses that um, I kind of cheesed my way through um, like the I think it's the last Tron fight where she's like the the flying bird or whatever. That one, mm-hmm. I did not like that one. I did not like that final fight um, with the Trons, like the, the giant mecha robot going through Old Town. I did not love that one. Um, oh, the one where we have to like hit the, like the the slinky torso part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was that one was rough. Yeah. The um, like the like stacked cylinder guy that like dives at you a whole lot. He was very tricky to hit his his weak spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're definitely they're definitely like a cool design and I don't know like they had that cool sense of scale but they get a little a little tedious and I wish it was just like a little bit more yeah I think like almost like I don't want to say like I don't know how it like necessarily fix it like you try to make it like easier to hit the hit the boss but more health I, something I feel like, like that I feel like if um, they allowed you to like even carry two or three special weapons with you and make the combat not about using your buster as much and using like your special weapons so like imagine like taking on the final boss with your powered uh powered buster the blade Mm -hmm. arm and like a mine or something 
all of a sudden, like, you have, like, a, a well-rounded kit of, like, tools that you could pull from to take down the boss. So a lot of different ways you can do a lot of damage. Um, that would be a, that would be more fun than, I guess mm-hmm. I'll take this one weapon that I spent all of this money upgrading. Like, this would be my right. best one. And hope for the best. And hope for the best, yeah, exactly, and hope for the best. Um, yeah, the, like, the other Mega Man games have that, where there are counters to bosses that you acquire as you progress through the levels and it would be cool if there was some kind of not necessarily counter but like strategy where some weapons are more effective than others and if you can switch through that yeah that would have that would, yeah i think that would have been a really nice good good big change in the game if you could switch those secondaries on the fly yeah um but um what else I think this game is very charming in like this, mm-hmm. like in the cities. Like, so a lot of this game <laughs> is spent kind of running around the the island um, and like kettle. So going around Kettleox Island to like different urban centers and like some some mm-hmm. places outside of that. But like, you know, all of those are just so charmingly designed. Like the the first like shopping center that you go through is like hyper nostalgia and it's it's great like you go into like one like shop that's like like entertainment stuff it's like vcrs and like (laughs) and like it's just like giant words plastered on on the walls Mm -hmm. it's it's so it's like so odd but i i don't know i just love it i just love it so much Um, this game has like a bunch of uh like unnecessarily like dialogue options in it and the one that my favorite was like at the very beginning at the repair shop where you can tell the guy your name is hippopotamus yeah and he'll call you mr hippopotamus for the rest of the game yeah he, he does and he d- <laughs> <laughs> even after like clearly people yep. know you and he's clear as day mr hippopotamus this, this whole city knows that your name is Mega Man, but this guy sticking with it my favorite dialogue i gotta find uh where i wrote this down because i thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the (laughs) world uh okay so uh in like there's a painter at one point where they're sitting up on a hilltop and they're painting a hospital it's like it's like a hill overlooking this hospital and there's a painter there and you talk to her and she asks, what do you think this picture needs? And like zooms in on the picture. It's not a great picture at all. Like it's just like <laughs> very blot. Like it's, it's, it's good, but it's like, it's not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. The options for that are red and talent. <laughs> what does this picture need? Either red or talent damn oh man man <laughs> mega man mega man <laughs> it's buster ooh. shot to the heart yeah i like i i laughed out loud when i read that that was and a very good one it and like i had such a i had such a fun experience playing this game because like i said uh at the, at the top of this that uh, i totally got this game for christmas when it first came out I ended up playing this game on Christmas Day as well. Like, it was just, like, I had a couple hours. I'm like, fuck it, let's start this game. And it was, like, <laughs> such a... That was, like, hyper nostalgia. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember when I read that as an adult, like, the no talent thing. I remember seeing that as a kid and, like, shit, this, game, this game's funny. <laughs> this game's got jokes. It does. It's got jokes. It's funny on purpose a lot, which is hard for video games to do. Yeah, exactly. Like unironically funny. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, 
do I have anything else that I want to say? The last thing I had in my notes was Mr. Hippopotamus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I I underlined it because I I was important that that was brought up. Um, I think, I mean, I I think I know what we're going to say about this game, but do we want to give the official unambiguous rating? Mm, yeah jake what, what do you what do you think about this game how, how do you what, what would you call this one um i think uh, the first game of 2021 is a, a hey i like that game uh hell yeah this brother game was wacky fun um the combat and the gameplay was like good enough and the enemy design and variety was good enough to kind of keep me going and then just the the stuff around it uh, made it a really good time, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I enjoyed it, and it's a hey, I like that game. I agree, Jake. This is a hey, I like that game. A hundred percent for me. I'm so glad that um, it it held up because I was wor- I was mm-hmm. worried about this one. I was worried about this one. I thought you were gonna hate this game. So this, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, the the thing I'll say about it that we haven't said yet is this game doesn't overstay its welcome. Like this mm-hmm. was like. A ten-hour experience, maybe like maybe. A I think less. I finished in like seven, eight hours, probably like closer to eight. Yeah, but yeah, it's, like it's, it's pretty short, not overly long, and that's that is good. That's a very good mm-hmm. thing uh, for a game like this. It, it, uh, from what I've heard of Mega Man Legends Two, they they stretch it out a little bit. That game's more like thirty hours long, and I like I said, I've played you know probably not even ten hours of it yet, but. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can feel it, you can feel that it's like stretched like that, and this game doesn't do that. Like it's, it tells a pretty good story about seventy five percent of the way through, and it's <laughs> and it's enjoyable. Like by the time the story is like nonsensical, you have enough powers and stuff unlocked, so it's like I just want to finish this game because it's fun to play it now, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely a hey, I like that game for sure. For sure, indeed. Uh, Jake, what are we what are we playing next? Oh yeah, well I'm very happy you're asking about what we're gonna. Wait, hold on. What was that? Oh, hold on, what? Tony. There's a uh, there's something strange with this game's podcast. Uh, I gotta make a call. Beep boop boop boop. Uh yeah. Hi, is this the 1990 Sega Genesis game Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> What, you want to be on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game? I mean, I called you about a ghost problem, but I guess we can do that, too. <laughs> do you have Slimer on the horn right now? Is that, like... <laughs> See, I was trying to find, like, iconic ghost noises, and Slimer doesn't really make, like, a noise. No, nah, it's more like... So, uh, just... Boo and King Boo were the ones I got. Anyway, <laughs> that so the next podcast game <laughs> is uh, Ghostbusters Fan... for the Sega Genesis. Fantastic. I've not played this game. Um, yeah, this- <laughs> it was uh, it was run on uh, Games Done Quick this year, oh. and I saw it, and it's like, it's like flashback, <laughs> like oh my god, my brother had this game, and it was so hard. I played it like twice, mm-hmm. and just like gave up. Uh, but I will defeat it this time. You know why, Tony? Why is that? Because Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I ain't afraid of no ghosts. But you, you went the right way. Speaking of busting, hashtag propagate the pod. <laughs> Jake's down. We lost him. We lost Jake. 
Yikes. Uh, follow oh, us on Twitter at like that game. Uh, if you want Bust to, us an email. <laughs> yeah, if you want to send us an email, request a game, email us at uh, hey I like that game at gmail.com. Um, we got a Facebook page, uh, right? Um, yeah. It's hey I like that game I at hit. podcast dot Facebook dot <laughs> <laughs> org. <laughs> Um, also, Tuesdays, <laughs> I run a Super Smash Brothers tournament, and if you would like to join, I would love to have you. Uh, that's it. Follow, uh, go to twitch.tv slash hey, I like that game to watch and perhaps join if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make sure you win a game, uh, play on a week that I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited for this next uh, episode. This should be pretty good. Um, and as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. See you later, folks. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I'm I'm very glad I wasn't sure what your reaction to me like doing that bit was gonna be. <laughs> I like how you just kind of like sat and like, okay, let's see where this goes. listening to the podcast uh if you like the show please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on you know every little bit helps hashtag propagate the pod